what happened down at Ford Field today is unexcusable. There is under almost no circumstances in the NFL that if you drop 45 points, you should lose the football game. Hey, Blake, do me, do some research for me here. Uh, anybody in the league score 45 points today, except, except for your Detroit Lions? Anybody? Oh, yeah, just one. Just one. And it was the other team at Ford Field. Seattle beats Detroit 48 to 45. Anybody else come clo- close, Blake, around the NFL today? Anybody Each. even getting within striking distance of 45 points? Chargers scored 30 or yeah, 34. Okay. That is the next closest score. Great. So here's the thing. Is this offense without Amon Ross St. Brown, without DJ Sharp, without Swift, you still drop 45 points on a Seattle team defensively. I look they're not a very good defense. But here's the 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 sad reality is your defense is worse. Aiden Hutchinson was a no-show again today. Um and it just feels like defensively this thing is just fall it's just is falling apart. Chris, just so you know, there's only been two teams to score 40 plus this whole season. The Dolphins in week two and the Bills in week two. That's it. Well, now it's double. Now there's four yes. teams to score in, in the 40s. I, I, I look, I don't know what I don't know how to describe that game. I don't know what we should look at that game as. Right? Because look, Seattle's not a very good team. They're not going to make the playoffs. I I I think that you, as an offense, can go out with guys like Reynolds, with guys like Hawkinson, Jamal Williams breaking a 50-yarder, 51-yarder, loose for a touchdown. Like, those are your those are your sometimes second, third, fourth options. And you still played well today. I don't care really who it is in the NFL. Putting up 45 points is... is is a win. That is a a big feat in the NFL. But defensively, I I, I don't know what has gone on here. I don't know what the deficiencies are are, or how we got to this point, but that should not happen. Shouldn't happen. You really shouldn't start the second half with a pick six. Hmm. You're coming out of halftime. You're getting everything. All your ducks are in a row, and you come out throw a pick six. Cannot happen. You want to know an eye-opening stat, Blake? Here's the, the possession chart, all right, for the Seahawks in this game. You ready? It goes touchdown, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, halftime. They get the pick six. On the first play out of the half, their next possession is a missed field goal. Touchdown, touchdown, end of game. A hot start. 
I mean, you didn't stop them once. Not once. Did your defense force a punt? Did your defense force anything? Anything. I, what happened today is unacceptable. And look, I'm sure that they're not happy in Allen Park. I'm sure they're not happy about it. But at the end of the day, I mean, guys, you scored 45 points and lost the game. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. You scored 45 points without arguably two of your top three offensive weapons. And look, I, I don't know. I don't know where this team is headed, honestly. Because it feels like if Geno Smith and and the Seattle Seahawks can put up 48 on the road in a hostile environment, you got to get down at the game today. And they were loud. I mean, there's no doubt that they're in their advantage. And how many times does this defense have to be in third and mid, third and long, and then give up these big chunk yardage for first downs or touchdowns? I was so sick and tired of seeing that all game. Oh, third and 15, no worries. Here's a, here's a 16-yard run. Oh, that's okay. Rashad Penny's going to go into the end zone touchdown. Like, I... That is just unacceptable. And I don't know if it's a personnel issue. I don't know if it's a scheming issue. But but Aaron Glenn's going to have to answer some questions here because this is not good enough. And for the first time in a long time, fans have a right to be... I, I, I mean, fans are excited. They're excited about this team and where this program is going, where this organization is headed. And, and for what, for as crazy as this sounds, it feels like when Aaron Glenn was getting looks as, as a potential head coaching candidate in the NFL, is anybody, Blake, anybody in your opinion, knocking on Allen Park's door to try to interview Aaron Glenn at this point? I don't believe so. Is there any positives that you can take out of the defense at this point in the season? Anything? No, zero, none. Now, I look. I don't know. I, I think Malcolm Rodriguez is a nice find in the late rounds. A guy who, you know, I I, I, re, I was that was the most excited I was about any of their draft picks because I know what Aiden Hutchinson can do or what he's able to do or what he can do, what he's capable of doing. But I was really excited about that pick because I really liked him. And I, I uh, you know, I don't know. I I think that Okuda has played really well, which is a good sign for this team. I, he didn't play particularly well today, but, but he's been playing pretty well, uh, better than I anticipated coming off of back-to-back seasons with, with season-ending injuries. Um, I think that's it. That's about it. And, and do you have any other defensive takeaways? I it can't get any worse. Or can oh, it? Okay, <laughs> that's um. Uh, uh, Blake, we, we 
We lost 48 to 45. I don't know what. I don't, I don't think it can get worse in the NFL. I don't know what this team's capable of. Yeah. I don't know. What? How do I know? I, 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 with this team, I have no idea. I very well could get worse. I don't know. I don't know. You're probably right. It probably can't get worse. But but this is then we're then we're back at the bottom. What what a what a horrific feeling that is being back at the bottom when you've got a and again my view on the offense has not changed. This offense can still be explosive. This offense can still move the football. This offense can still give you points and and string together first downs. They didn't do it last week when it mattered, but but they they have the ability. And they do it more often than not. So, yeah, it's really frustrating when we ask the defense to just be mediocre. We ask you to give up. You know, I think realistically for the Lions to be to be winners on a more consistent basis, you're going to have to score 30 points. Okay? You're going to have to score 30 points because you don't do anything particularly well on defense. And it feels like at this point... Not only do they not do not much, they're they're doing zero well, zero. And so when that's the case, apparently 30 points isn't good enough. Apparently an explosive offense isn't enough to tip the scale. But the Lions had a, a, a good day too offensively. I mean, I I don't know. It it, 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 there is a, there is, you are dejected. You feel bad. I mean, and, and there was that whole situation where they, where they reset the clock, which means they replayed that third down. I still don't know that we have a, a clear explanation of that, but because the clock didn't start, the play was nullified and they would have stopped them on third down and it would have been a crucial moment later in that game. <sighs> Blake, is this fair? Am I off base here? It, it, to me, it just feels like we've taken a couple steps back here because we just asked the defense to be, eh? And you're... Oh. No, I think it's totally fair. You, The Lions, the offense, and hard knocks and everything like built up some sort of expectations. And so it's fair to be critical when a team has some expectations and especially like how fun and exciting their offense is. I think, I think it's all fair and valid. All right. Got to take a quick break. More to come. We're going to talk Michigan, Michigan state as well. We got gridiron rap coming your way at seven Oh five lots to do on sports rap tonight. Don't go anywhere more next on WJR. All right, so the Lions once again underperforming today, and I, I want to talk college football now. Um, and and Blake, I, I want to give you, I want to give you the 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 spin here. What, where do you want to start? Should we do Michigan? Should we do Michigan State? Let's start with the Spartans. All right, let's start with the Spartans. I have a really difficult time understanding where this team is at. And, and a lot of it is because of what their coaching staff has said. And, you know, Mel Tucker came out after the Washington game and said, this is death by inches, meaning that they were 
they were really close and they made enough errors themselves to lose that game in the fashion that they that they did. Then they come home and get blasted by Minnesota <clears throat> in East Lansing 34 to 7. Who just lost to Purdue. Who just <laughs> who just lost to Purdue. Maryland uh hosting the Spartans yesterday. Uh they beat Michigan State 27 to 13. And 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 after the Minnesota game, what we heard from Scotty Hazelton, the defensive coordinator in East Lansing, was that they don't have a personnel problem. It's not a personnel problem. And and to me, that if you're a Michigan State football fan, that to me is the most frustrating thing probably to hear. And I don't expect Scotty Hazelton to say, hey, guys, my scheme stinks, or hey, guys, uh, our players aren't, aren't adapting to our scheme the way we thought they would or would like. Can't say that. But to say that you don't have a personnel problem is, is I think, I, I don't know if it's disingenuous or if you're just trying to protect your team, but either you have a personnel problem or you have a scheme problem. And maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. But I, I look at some of the guys that Michigan State brought in, and I feel like they shouldn't be this bad. You know, Mel Tucker took over the defensive backs. I didn't expect them to be this bad. I didn't expect them to be kind of on par, maybe even a little worse where they're at this year. I, I, Blake, I haven't looked it up because, look, we're, we're only, what, four games into the season, five games into the season. Um, where are they ranked? Where, where is their passing defense ranked so far this year? I'll give you that homework assignment here in the next couple of minutes. Um, but I think last year they were like well, high, well, low 100s, 105, 106, 104, somewhere around that area, if I recall correctly. Um, and, and so I, I just didn't expect them to be at this point. I didn't expect them to go out to 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 go out to to Seattle and look the the score was 39-28 but it wasn't that close. I can tell you that. I mean Washington essentially gave up after they were up 22 to nothing. Um and and Minnesota coming in, you know, Mel Tucker said it. No no excuses here. They're not playing well. They're not playing good. They're not coaching well. And then to go to Maryland yesterday and lose is is frustrating. But I, I, I also think that, you know, you look at Washington, Washington lost again. How how good are they really? Minnesota lost to Purdue. You know, Maryland, I think they have some pieces offensively. Defensively, they're still a liability. Michigan State only able to score 13 points yesterday. So I've heard from all my Spartan fans, and they are frustrated. Frustrated. And I think that's that's fair. Um, Blake, I, I want to take the time because now we're almost halfway through the season. Um, Michigan State's got Ohio State at home in East Lansing next weekend, and I, you know, I the spread is last time I looked, 
uh, 25 and a half. Um, Michigan State getting 25 and a half at home. And, you, you know, you look at the schedule and you wonder where these wins are going to come from. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pen in the Ohio State game as an L. Michigan State certainly has been able to pull off these types of games, though, in the past. So, again, this is just for, for the conversation. And so. just for reference, uh, Michigan State's defense is ranked 101st in the country right now. Okay, so they're about on par with where they were last year. Maybe they're slightly better. Still got a handful of games left here. So let, let's say they lose to Ohio State. They drop to two and four. Wisconsin at home. You think that's a win, Blake? Against Wisconsin, terrible O-line. Graham Mertz stinks. They don't have a running game. Defensively, they're a liability. It's just, it, this feels like a shell of Wisconsin. Yeah, I um, agree. Do, they, do you think that's a win? Homecoming, you know, I agree. Yeah, I think that they can beat Wisconsin this year. All right, so there's their third win on the year. Michigan State traveling to Ann Arbor October 29th. Do I really have to, do I really have to say, I mean, you know where my allegiances lie. So I just want you on record. Michigan will win that game. Okay. Um, Michigan state, Illinois, they traveled to Champaign and, and look, (laughs) Illinois looked good yesterday. I think that Illinois has got a little something brewing. I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but something is going on in Champaign that that is at least turning that program around a little bit. Their running game is awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to say I'm going to say a loss. I, again, Michigan State going to try to get some of these guys healthy again, bring them back. But yeah. just as we stand now, um, they host Rutgers. That's a win. They host Indiana. That's a win. And then they travel to Penn State to take on the Nittany Lions. That's a loss. Um, that's a loss. So we've got to five wins, right? Wisconsin, Rutgers, Indiana. So now I, I think that a lot of, and I'll tell you what, let me take a break because I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me take a break. We'll finish this conversation on Michigan state. We got Michigan also in the hopper. Uh, still a lot to do tonight. Don't go anywhere. Sports rap continues right here on WJR. You know, I was talking to a Spartan buddy of mine and he said, um, I, I asked him early in the season, I said, well, what are your expectations for this year? And he said, it, it, I think that we're probably about a, an eight-win football team. Seven, eight wins, maybe on the high side, nine. And I said, why do you, why do you think that? And they said, because Kenneth Walker's gone. Jalen Naylor's gone. And, and certainly losing a guy like Kenneth Walker, who was in town today, beating up on the lions uh, at Ford field. Yeah. I, I always looked at Kenneth Walker and said, this guy is so good. This guy is so explosive. He is such a game changer that, that he is, he is this Michigan state team. He is, he is everything for them. He does it all. He is their, he is their spark plug. He is the thing that makes that, that puppy run. And now that you see Kenneth Walker gone, what they are, what they have at all of these positions and, and yeah, you see some of the deficiencies and you start to think, well, geez, was that last year? What was that? 
was that uh, a glimpse into the future? Was that through the looking glass at what we can be or, or really are we not there yet? And that was just an anomaly. It was a, it was a blip on the radar that, that, that was just so special. It was almost unbelievable. And, and that's kind of the conversations I have with my, my Spartan friends, especially my Spartan friends who are, you know, uber realistic. It's, it's no, we're a seven, eight win football team. And, and we still need to build this program. And and I think that now when you have to adjust those expectations, it's the disappointment sets in that, okay, well, maybe we're not an eight win football team. Maybe we're a six win football team. And that feels different. So that's a real problem that they're going to have to deal with at Michigan state. And again, I've talked to a lot of my Spartan friends and they, they feel this way. This is part of the, the, the thing that they're going through wondering where they're really at, where this thing is headed. Um, at least in the, in the near term, it's, it doesn't seem very good. Um, uh, all right. Michigan yesterday, um, you know, the keys to that game were don't turn the football over, right? Don't give Iowa an opportunity to, to beat you because there's, you know, you know, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to give you fits offensively. You know that their bread is buttered on the defensive side of the football and just don't do anything that is self-inflicted and will hurt you. They won 27 to 14. And again, Blake Corm with a big day. Um, JJ McCarthy, Donovan Edwards back in action. Um, Ronnie Bell on a sweep scores a touchdown. I mean, look, I, I don't, there was never any doubt for me. Uh, it, it, it certainly got a little hairy there in the fourth quarter, Blake, but, but there was no doubt that Michigan was going to win that game. Um, and then when they do uh, uh, inevitably win, um, you know, I think that's a big test because this is, JJ's first road test. This is your first road test as a program this season. And, um, you know, Kinnick is a really tough place to play. And so they went out there and they took care of business. It, to me, that's a business trip. They were able to go out, get the win and, and, and get the heck out of Iowa city. And I just thought that they, they did exactly what they needed to do. They weren't careless with the football and, um, and, and they got the win over an Iowa team that, is putrid on offense, but really pretty solid defensively. Is that fair? Yeah, and J.J. looked better. He didn't look as explosive as, like, we saw him last year, but I think he's starting to, like, make more reads and gain more confidence, which is really all we can hope for right now. Well, and I think even to a certain extent, um, you know, he was – I think he threw the football away a couple of times. I don't Mm -hmm. remember him doing that. and, and, you know, he didn't have like a spectacular day stat wise. I think he threw for 155 yards and a touchdown, um, but he was efficient and, and, and he took what was given to him. Blake Corum over a hundred yards again, over, I think over 130 yards uh, he scored. Um, So yeah, no, I, I think Michigan continues to be exactly where we thought they would be like 
you're we're not seeing anything crazy from Michigan yet either. Like they, I don't think that they've really opened up the playbook. I was really encouraged um, defensively. It felt like they were really having a hard time pressuring the quarterback, getting to Petraeus, and getting and getting any sort of sack totals uh, or, or or numbers. And in that fourth quarter, they really brought it. They turned it on. Um, Mike Morris continues to impress. I think he's continuing to get better. Um, and it felt like the pass rush, the pass rush finally started to hit a little bit late in that game. Um, and, and that is going to pay dividends for this team moving forward. I agree. So 100%. it was a, it was, a, I, I thought a good showing for Michigan because that's a game that, uh, you know, I think we talked about it last week, you know, going into Kinnick is a nightmare, especially at night. Just the, there is a there is a vibe over that stadium, and I think Harbaugh said it this week. It's it's where top five teams go to die, and certainly happened to Michigan in 2016. Um, and they hadn't beaten Iowa at Kinnick in since 2005, I think. Yes. So, um, it was nice to to get to get off the Schneid there, um. And and look, you want to draw a parallel to last year? They able to beat Wisconsin um, in Madison for the first time in forever. So they're they're just kind of methodically working their way through the season, and um, and so far they've passed the test. They, they've they've passed the test. JJ is is progressing. He's getting better. He's getting better going through his reads, finding the the proper guys. Um, and then if he needs to take off, he seems to be a little smarter about it. He's able to throw the ball away if there's no play available to him. So those are all good things um, for Michigan. I still want to um, see Donovan Edwards get more touches. And, I well, I split, uh, more of a split with Blake Corum because I think Edwards is he's so much fun to watch. I mean, and the way he can catch the football adds a whole nother dynamic to that offense. Yes. Um, and I, I continue, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Blake Corm should not be carrying the ball 30 times a game. He yeah. just shouldn't. And, and I know that you're thin at running back. You've got a couple of freshmen that you like, but geez, freshmen in tough spots can be a recipe for disaster. And now that um, uh, he's back, uh, Donovan Edwards, that's good news. It's good news for Blake Corm. It's good news for for Donovan. But but to have that guy back is is really important because hopefully you take a little bit of the workload off Blake's uh, Blake Corm's shoulders, and and you you kind of divvy these these carries around because you know Blake Corm by the time that the year is end, he's not going to have any tread left on these tires, and that's just not good. So Can I ask you one more Michigan yeah. offense related question. Absolutely, Blake. What, want you what is it. with their use of Andrell Anthony? It's like he had well, the MSU you mean, game. You mean you mean you mean the the lack of use? Yeah, I just don't. I don't understand it. He had the MSU game last year, and then it's like that's it. Well, yeah, he, he played well even after that. I, you know, I think they are so deep. They are so deep. Yeah, at that position. Um, 
that it's really hard, I think, to crack that. Um, now, I don't think that we write Andrew Anthony off. Um, I think that that there is there has to be some plans for them. With it's him. just his size is something they don't have. You know? Absolutely. Like his go up and get the ball, they don't yep. have that guy. So I just wish he was utilized more. Well, and again, I, I don't it I don't want to sit here and say, hey, what are we doing with, with Anthony? But I my sneaking suspicion is they've got packages for him. Um and he'll get the football. And 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 again, he and JJ and Donovan Edwards have a very tight relationship. They are very tight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he is in the game, I imagine JJ is going to look for him. Um, I just don't think that that moment has come yet. And, and again, you've seen guys like Roman Wilson really take off. And, and obviously, you know what Ronnie Bell can do. So, yeah, I, I don't, it's not, I don't, I take it as less of an indictment on Andrell Anthony as opposed to, they're just really deep. <laughs> they're just yeah. really deep at that position. And, and I mean, again, you know, you saw what happened with Ronnie Bell last year. Um, those guys, everybody stepped up and, and now with him back, it just adds another tool to the toolbox and it can be difficult uh, to get everybody touches. But I, I, I have a very sneaking suspicion that there is something for him, and, and we may see it uh, in the very near future. All right, got to take a break. Uh, we've got Gridiron Wrap coming your way next right here on WJR. We'll talk to the fellas when we come back right here on Sports Wrap. Don't go anywhere. You know, one of my favorite things about this time uh, slot every Sunday is I get to talk to some people who are just as sick, just, they're just <laughs> sick like me. They're, they're, they're just sickos for football. Uh, of course, Sean Belege and Bill Keenis with the Gridiron Wrap coming your way at 7.05, as always here on WJR uh, Sunday nights. Fellas, nice to, nice to see you. Good um, to see you, Chris. <laughs> let, 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 me, uh, let me, let me run you down the Seattle possession chart for today, okay? <laughs> no, don't do that. Touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, field goal, touchdown. Pick six to start the second half. Missed field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown. So wow. at no point did this Lions defense stop them. I guess as close as they came was a missed field goal. Um, well, I'll tell you, Dave Craig and Steve Largent still have it for them, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, just, and, you know, Kurt Warner can run the ball. Kurt Warner can <laughs> run the football. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um, the, the really frustrating thing here is you went out today, and I don't care. You go put 45 on an NFL team. That's a good day. Yeah. Um, you did it without arguably two of your top three weapons offensively, um, and then a complimentary piece on the offense as well. Um, you did all that today and you didn't even have your full accompaniment of, of weapons. Um, and unfortunately your defense stinks a little more than Seattle's because they were able to get it done today. Um, and it just felt like we took a step back today as a, as a team. Um, and that was disheartening. I think that, and even when I was down at Ford field for the game, 
I mean, the fans were raucous. That place was was bumping. Um, but you just they just could not stop Seattle on 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 defense, Bill. Yeah, you you got to find a way to win that game. Every team has personnel issues, injury issues. I mean, the Patriots are beating the Packers in Lambeau right now with their third string quarterback, a rookie. <laughs> and you know, you can go across the league, look at the Cowboys with with Cooper Rush winning Rush, his yeah. uh, what third straight game central against Cooper Rush. Um, so you got to find a way to win, especially at home. And especially when you put up that many points. Um, and I'm sure that uh, the PR staff was looking after the game. When's the last time the Lions scored that many points and didn't win the game. And uh, that that's a tough, tough, tough reality. And uh, yeah. And, and, you know, Dan Campbell's got to, as he said, after the game, he's got to find some answers for the defense because nobody cares who's playing or who's not playing. Nope. The only I, thing that matters is did you win? I think he's exactly right about that. And, and Shawnee, uh, Bill and I were talking in the break uh, and he brought up a, a, an outrageous point. Seattle has scored 47 points in their first three games combined today. They scored 48 in this, in this game alone. It's yeah, just, I got some more numbers. This is one of those games that, that calls for numbers. Uh, NFL research sent out a tweet. Mm. Love this the, one. Yeah. The the Lions 281 combined mm-hmm. points and points allowed are the most by any team in the first four games in NFL history. So it's the ultimate good news, bad news. Uh yeah. The good news is, hey, look, the offense is working better than I think any of us thought. The bad mm-hmm. news is the defense is just a touch worse. And and so uh, that's where we are right now. It it, mm-hmm. it it's a frustrating situation. There's no doubt about it. You know, with the offense working the way it was, you know, they'd be driving down the field. And I don't know about you guys. You'd be going, okay, here here they come, here they come. And then you thought to yourself, well, they haven't stopped Seattle all mm-hmm. game. I mean, yeah. maybe next drive is the drive where it actually happens. And Chris, is, as you pointed out, that that wasn't the case today. So, yeah, uh, a tough loss. There's, there's no doubt about it. Bill, to you, I- I'll repeat something that I said earlier in the year, I I think for a lot of fans, this is a victim of expectations type of situation for the lions. Um, This was going to be a year where you wanted to see progress and maybe it wasn't going to manifest itself in eight, nine, 10, 11 wins, but this is the long build. Mm -hmm. This is about getting those draft picks and they've got two more first rounders next year and Mm -hmm. hopefully continuing to build, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I agree, Sean. And I, I think when you when you look at the drafts where most of the investment has taken place, uh, I mean, you can start with the offensive line. And then we make the trade this year to draft a receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the time when a Panay Sewell is available, you're going to grab him. Or a Frank Ragnow, you're going to grab him. Or a Taylor Decker, you're going to grab him. Uh, and then you have a chance to trade up for arguably the best receiver in the league or in the draft, knowing he's not going to be available to right. at least, you know, midway. Everybody accepts that. Okay. However, comma, <laughs> when your defense is playing the way it, it has been, you know, the revisionist history will be, oh, the Lions should have drafted a couple defenders early. 
but that's football. It it has to be complementary football. It's not just one side of the ball. I mean, I'm not sure what the league stats will be this this week, but there's probably a good chance that the Lions might lead the league in offense and be last in defense. Yeah. They're, that has to be historical. Yeah, but you know what, Billy, looking back at that draft, I mean, they took uh, Aiden Hutchinson, then they took Josh Paschal yeah. out of Kentucky. I mean, they, they yeah. tried to shore up that defensive line, sure. at least at the end spots. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you go out and you get a guy like like Rodriguez, who has who has performed Absolutely. way better yeah. than I think anybody had expected. Yeah. So they actually filled some of those hold, holes defensively. But but the, the problem with this defense is there's just too many holes to fill. They weren't going to be able to address right. it in one draft. Yeah. Um, they're, they're still trying to find some guys in free agency. Mm-hmm. Tracy Walker going out for the year doesn't help them either. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, when, when, when Jamison Williams is ready to go, I mean, this thing is going to turn into a whole other gear. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. but, but we're still a ways from that. And, and yeah. they certainly have some storms to weather here. Yeah, um, in I, the, in the meantime, real quick, I want to just throw this out there too, before we, we got to go. Um, Michigan in Iowa yesterday, they got the job done. Um, I thought JJ looked better than he did the week before. Um, they, they did what they needed to do. You don't turn the football over. Don't let Iowa beat you. And I thought they did that yesterday. Was that a, is that a fair, uh, the absolutely wrap of that game? And then absolutely Michigan state guys, this could snowball here. They got Ohio state at home. I mean, this is looking more and more like a five, six win football team when I think a lot of people were up at eight, nine. Um, but but another rough, rough outing for that secondary yesterday in Maryland, Shawnee. Yeah, the same problems persist, Chris. There's there's no doubt about that. You know, I there already talk about Scotty Hazelton and, and a lot of yeah. people are saying, you know, a change might be needed or anything. And you know, you're just not seeing progression. You're seeing regression. And, I, you know, I, very quickly on Michigan, Chris, I'm a big fan of the statement, never, ever apologize for a win. Nope. Never, ever take apologize it, for a take win. Take it, put it in your pocket, and split. All right, Gridiron Wrap coming your way next. Have yourself a wonderful week. Catch you back it's next Sunday right here on WJR.